Welcome to Southside Rabbi, ladies and gentlemen. You already know what it is. I am sitting across from a man. I don't even know if we can call him a man. So there's like men, and then there's like the Nephilim, and then there's... And then there's like, you know what I mean? When the sons of God when, commingle when with the daughters of man? Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you and created giant it, it, deities <laughs> being humans? Deity beings. Anthropomorphic deities? Demagogues? Demogorgons? Demogorgons. What were those uh, things? Man, listen. I love how Moses just wrote that in there. And and it just, and kept, it say, just kept going. Hold on. <laughs> You're not going to stop and explain that some? That is strange to anybody anywhere in all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, that is like, it's just like you come home from work. You know, on my way for home from work, man, I saw these pigs flying. Yeah. Wings and all. And, uh, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, were just, they were just flying all over the place. Anyways, what's for dinner? Anyways, we got this HelloFresh meal. <laughs> Speaking of that, HelloFresh, holla at us. We would love a sponsorship. Yes, come on. Um, yes. But we are here for an episode we are we are doing an episode of Southside Rabbi that is very special to us yes. because we are about to go on a break mm -hmm. because we are not machines. <laughs> we are human beings that have families uh -huh. and emotions because uh, we're not machines. And we need breaks too. Yes. Um and so we are gonna we we're gonna go on a break soon. It's not gonna be we're not gonna be gone for a long time. Yes, um, because you know people say here I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Uh -huh. We are here for a good time and a long time. You know, as I, long as as long as God would have us. Amen. Right. I need a long life. I need a full life. I just say you need a long Ooh. life. You need to have a full life, a pregnant life. Ooh, yes. A life that's gonna give birth to yes. meaning just and substance. Abundant life. And that's that's that would be KB's life. That's 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 what we're, that's <laughs> wow. what I'm trying to say is that you want to have a life. Like the man that's sitting across from me, please. Um, the man's faith, yes, is just immaculate. Like I, 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 if I had the kind of faith that this man had, um, I would be thanking God several times over. Listen, uh, when you come from nothing, wow. you know, and you become something, wow. Uh, you know, there's there, there, there's a there's a type of uh 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 je ne quoi that you have a type of a Look type of brilliance. a type of savoir faire that you have. It's, it, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, the, the savoir faire that this man has, you put him in any situation. It's like what it's like what Jay Z said when he said, "Put me anywhere on God's green earth, and I'll triple my worth." That's KB. Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove references from the culture. Pay, make your checks payable to him, Burgess. That's what we're gonna Man. start calling him, Cash App Burgess. Cash and, App Kitty. Uh, Cash App Kitty. Um, uh, but I am grateful to know this brother, um, and I love this brother very dearly. And. Uh, Yes, man. Well, uh, that's enough. Uh, uh, Let me make, just say make, this: make, make some noise, nope. for my man. One make time. zero noise, okay? Stop it! Stop it! Before we get into our finale episode uh -huh. for this season, uh -huh. and yeah, as Mean said, we'll probably be off for about a month, and uh -huh. we'll see y'all in August yeah. to accompany the drop of my new album. Hey, yeah, boy! And 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 if you are a part of Southside Rabbi Tribe and you also like my music, because I know that's not everybody. Some right, people are right. like he raps, okay? Uh, if you 
He rap raps though. Hey, I try. There's some people that rap. Hey, and there's some people that rap rap. He talking like you see what I'm saying. He Tijuana flats, Chipotle, Moe's, Ice Spice raps. Heavy rap raps. But uh, yeah, so uh, with the with the new album coming out in August, which oh yeah, so y'all will know now. You will be able to pre order, oh, pre save yeah. my yeah. album. Make sure you pre save that, and not this Friday, not today, but next Friday. Next Friday, so keep that on your radar. Those those pre those pre saves communicate to the industry that uh-huh. we hear, uh-huh. and uh, create more opportunity for us to advance our cause. Yes. Uh, but before we begin this final episode of this season. I do want to say that it has been an honor and a privilege to sit across from you and use oh my gosh on the things of God to to know that everything that you share that it's not just word but it's life. I there's there's a Jesus says that he looks down on this man uh this Pharisee who uh-huh. is praying uh and he's saying that uh I'm not like these other men Right. Who do don't don't have faithfulness. That they don't they they're not holy. They are they are they they are uh unkempt. They are undisciplined. I am holy, righteous, and godly. And Jesus says that the other man, that the man that knew he was a sinner, that was calling out to God and saying, Father, I am a sinner. Right. Please save me. He said that that second man left justified. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you oh that I God. mean is both men in one. He is both. He is the man that knows he needs God's grace, but we are all trying to figure out where does he need it? Oh, no, you didn't. For he is so filled with righteousness. His righteousness, it literally rises to the high heavens. You gotta stop. Okay? I mean the Dream Hudson is the only man that I know. One time I saw him. He's the only man I've seen do this. He was introducing a guest speaker. And you guys wouldn't know the guest speaker, but imagine Winston Churchill, (laughs) Martin Luther King, Somebody has to stop this man. Uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, think <laughs> prolific. Okay. Think powerhouse. Oh my I gosh. mean, was introducing this man. And it was so, the introduction was so moving that the, the dude came up and said, I would be robbing you if I didn't invite Amin back on stage. He took his seat and Amin began to speak that man's speech. I didn't even know how he knew it. I don't really know. He spoke that man's speech, bro. And gave me his notes and I just preached I, it for him. He literally looked, he looked, he said, he said, what text you coming out of, brother? <laughs> he said, 1 Corinthians 3. And, he, and then the, the speaker started to explain to him what the text was about. He said, I, I, that's okay, I got it. Just, just, I know 1 Corinthians 3. God bless this man. He is a oh. gift to us, as I told y'all in, in, in uh, past episodes. Uh, if you want to know the, the largest generational difference is that you don't have an I mean Hudson, Boomer, Gen X, Gen Xer, Gen Zer? I guess you have him that you can listen to him, but you don't have him sharing. Listen, five, four of the last five presidents have all been Gen Xers. He keeps going. Four of the last five. Uh-huh. Gen Xers literally run the nation, bro. They have all the big jobs. They're the generals, okay? They're the professors. Uh-huh. They're the C five hundred, but they don't have I mean the Dream Hudson. So. <laughs> Spit down on your Gen X. <laughs> Anyways, make some noise for the man, the myth, the miraculous. I mean the dream. Thank you. Hudson. Thank you, my brother. So we thought in this last episode uh-huh. of the season, we'd yes. keep it kind of like 
Yeah. And reflect on uh-huh. where we've been. Some of our favorite moments. Uh-huh. Some of the clips that have went viral for good and bad reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Good and bad reasons. <laughs> and uh and and then and then uh at the end of the episode, I want to look at what's to come. Uh Southside Rabbi, uh, by your support, uh has uh grown exponentially. And we are hoping to institutionalize what we're doing here as a ministry that resources people around right. the world. Right. So, yes. let's start with the first clip. Let's start with a bad take. <laughs> well, the take was fine. I still stand by it. Uh-huh. What was the take that people were most upset by on the internet? People were upset with the clip that says Jesus couldn't figure. And I think that this is why people were upset. People were really upset with KB. Because they they thought that KB was saying Jesus couldn't do something. Yes. So they just really did not like what you had to say. That's right. They what, didn't like they didn't like what you had to say. Can brother. you play what I said again? I, gonna, I don't even remember. I'm gonna do it right now. I was shocked that people were upset. If there was a way to say hard things in a way that nobody was bothered by it, Jesus would have figured that out. And that's a fact, bro. He would have figured it out. If anybody would have figured it out. If you figure out a way to talk about the dangerous Jesus of the scripture in a way that bothers nobody, you have figured something out that Jesus couldn't figure out. Paul couldn't figure it out. Jude (laughs) couldn't figure it out. John couldn't figure it out. Peter could not figure it out. Yahweh couldn't figure it out. Duh, so what do you have to say for yourself, KB? I want to say You're I'm saying sorry. Jesus couldn't I do something. I want to apologize to my sponsors. Uh, I'd like to walk that thing back. Uh, no, I uh, I stand by what I said, and mm-hmm. I apologize that uh, if it wasn't uh, clear that I wasn't trying to uh, make limiting remarks about the infinite reach of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Um, I was using a hyperbolic example. Right. That was to, obvious tongue, obviously tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it was tongue-in-cheek. Right. Uh, because, first of all, Jesus wasn't trying to figure out how he can say things in a way that everybody would accept him. Right. In fact, there's certain times in the gospel where, where I have, I've been walking through the gospels and I wanted to ask Jesus. In fact, I remember in college, uh-huh. it being a conundrum, I read a book that was breaking down why it seemed like Jesus was intentionally trying to stop people from understanding <laughs> what he was saying. Right. Like he, I mean, say, he even said in times when he said to the disciples, I said this so that they wouldn't understand it, but so that you would. Message. He literally, he literally yes. said it. Yes, yes, that's right. It's like, yo, why are you, like, you could have made this a little more accessible. Jesus, you drew a picture and said, what do these two things have in common? Instead of just saying. Monarch butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, and, I, and I would argue that, uh, just as a quick aside, that, uh, that the parables did not serve as a tool to confuse people, uh, but they did serve as a kind of filter to the uncommitted. Right. It, it was a, 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 a means by which you could engage with things far deeper than, than simply stating them. Right. It brings you into a reality, like it's a painting, a picture, it's art. The mm-hmm. parables were artistic, and they were designed for you to get something deeper, to feel it in your heart, your mind, and your soul. Right. And if you... Well, already feeling some kind of way, if your heart was already hard, if you were just looking for ways to disagree with Jesus, if you were, if I might say, mm-hmm. acting like swine, mm. Mm. Jesus had no category for giving you his pearls. Right. So right. Ooh, parables, in a lot of ways, 
help to filter out the foolishness in men's hearts to make room at the table for those who really want to go deep. We still going deep in the parables to this day. Mm-hmm, that's true. So I don't think that they were a tool to just keep people blind. Right. Uh, but they were also a tool to invite people who want to go deep. Anyways, but that's, that's not really the point. The point that I'm making is that his main thing was not to keep the crowd occupied, entertained, and happy. Right. His main thing was to bring about commitment to his father uh, through walking the way of the cross. Now, uh, Jesus definitely had a gentle heart for the broken, for mm-hmm. the needy, for the downcast, for the outsider, for the marginalized, for the minority, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, we see him constantly leaning towards uh, and spending time with working through things right. with people. Right. It wasn't like Jesus was like, he didn't get it too bad. Yep. But it was only with those who wanted it. Yes. And he would not, and he would not, bro. He would not downplay the fine print, bro. He put the fine print in bold. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Luke 14. If you want to follow me, I need you to have a love for the kingdom, a love for me that mm-hmm. in comparison to all your other loves, it people might accuse you of hate. Right. You not care what I think? Right. I'm your mother. I'm your father. I'm your daughter, your son, your wife, your husband. Don't you care that I don't rock with Jesus? Jesus is like, if you care too much about that, then you cannot be my disciple. That's some fine print. That's that's some, that that medicine is, yeah, that's hard to swallow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jesus was not about lowering the bar. Right. He wasn't trying to make the entryway Wide as possible. And that was the point of the clip. The point of the clip is that that if you feel like, if you have found a way to talk about the narrow truths of of the Lord Jesus Christ in a way that feel wide, (laughs) that nobody is, then you have figured something. If there's a way to do it, I want to do it. But but just just be be clear that you're doing something that no one else has done. done. Including Jesus. Including Jesus. Right, right. So that was really the point. But first of all, I understand where somebody might be bothered where you are putting limits on their Savior right. when he has been so limitless in oh, your life. A- amen. Amen. I feel you in that. Uh-huh. I don't like saying, I don't like hearing Jesus can't. Yeah. Or Jesus couldn't. Yeah. Language so that I, makes Jesus feel like he's limited. Yes. Right. I feel that 100%. Right, right. However, I do know the part of why we can't even hear out the whole argument is because we also just struggle with Jesus being a human being. We 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 ugh. we struggle with ourselves being human, right? Uh, especially with Christians, right? Um, but we talk a lot about the divinity of, of Christ and not a lot about the humanity. Yeah. He's the two hundred percent God, <laughs> and when, right, right, about thirty three percent man, thirty three percent man, two hundred and seventy three percent God, right? Uh huh. So I think it's also that that there may be I don't know, but there mm-hmm. may be an undercurrent of I don't want to hear that Jesus had things he could not do. Right. Uh, in his humanity. Yep. Because I don't like talking about his humanity. I want to talk about his deity. I want to talk about his muscle. Right. I don't want to talk about Jesus' limitations right. and that he was a man like you and me right. to some degree. Yeah, because he was yeah. sinless, but he wasn't invulnerable. Yeah. Ooh. That's what someone said one time. Like, he, he was sinless, but he wasn't invulnerable. Say That's that. why he was able to die on a cross. That's, That's right. why he was able to get whipped. That's right. He still had, he still faced the humanity, The some of the... The humanity that we have, he still faced it. Jesus Absolutely. had to go to the bathroom. He was tired. He, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's d- Jesus was 100% God and 100% man so that he would be able to 
also relate to us. Absolutely. Jesus is not coming to coming to us saying, I don't know what it's like to be human. He does yes. know what it's like to be human. Yes, yes, yes. He does, he's sinless. Yes. But again, not invulnerable. Yes. And but even so, the means by which he maintained his sinless perfection. Right. Was, was through, through the, the way that we the means should, of grace that God has right. given you. The Bible talks about how Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit <sighs> yes, to do things. Yes, yes, yes. And that how he we wasn't just he even said that to the Pharisees when they were saying you're casting out demons by Beelzebub. And he said, Listen, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Yes. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Yes. And then he said, But if I do this by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's literally Ooh. what Jesus said. I'm casting out demons by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. Right? Yes. Like, and so just like we would cast out demons by the power of yeah, the Holy Ghost, say that, right? Brother. Yes. And so Jesus is not necessarily saying, "Oh, it's because I'm God." Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He is showing us an example of how we are to live as humans by Him living that way. Yes, as we brother. Depending yes. on the Spirit. Yes. You know what I mean? How could He? How, I mean, this is why the Book of Hebrews, which is a powerful, oh my gosh, a powerful display of the humanity of Christ, because we. We think that the only time Jesus had a moment of weakness was in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's it. Where he's crying out to God, asking for options, that kind of thing. Crying out to the Father, asking mm -hmm. for options, that kind of thing. But Hebrews shows a man before the cross, before right? just living in this world, crying out to God. Yeah. In the days of his flesh, as it the said, text says. It's Hebrews, it's, it's Hebrews 5. Yep. And it says, in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. Yes. To him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence, although he was a son. Woo! These people don't really talk about this either. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Woo! And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Ooh, Melchizedek. It's right there, cuz. Yeah. I mean, think about that, bro. Yeah. You come in from fishing, right. okay? And you get into, you know, a home from the market or right. whatever y'all doing in, in, in Jerusalem right. or in the ancient Near East or in Bethany, wherever you at, and you hear loud cries. Yeah. Someone's in the other room. Right. And going Jesus through praying. it, you open the door and Jesus is in tears, crying out to God. Where, what context is that? Right, in? right, right. That's a man trying to live for the Lord, absolutely, live for the Father, right? Absolutely. So I, um, so I, I think that, it, it, and I was going to say mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that 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 little, a little, uh, that little statement in Hebrews about him being fit, a fit high priest that can sympathize Ooh. with your weaknesses is real. Absolutely. If Jesus has no idea what it is to be a human, what it means to, to, to be tempted, what it means to be in pain, what it means to be sad, right. what it means to have sorrow, right. in what way what is, does he sympathize with us right. in the fact that that is the desert that we live in, Ooh, in this world? Yeah. It's important that Jesus is 100% man. And then there's a theological angle. Right. Bruh, the sacrifice that we needed to erase right. the sin that we had against God, uh -huh. right? The sin that God, the sin that we committed against God and the wrath that he had against us. You have to recognize that a man did this. In Adam, we all die. Yep. So a man has to make this right. That's exactly what the scripture say. Yes. That the first Adam, and at first Adam, we all died. Second Adam came and we were all made alive. That's him. right. <laughs> so it's it was like the first human Adam being failed. Another human had to come in and succeed. Yes. That's right. Exactly what the... <laughs> But this human had to be special. Right. Because the human had created a human. He, through his human rebellion, he made a divine problem, right? right. 
a human rebellion created divine yep. war yep. that we needed some kind of divinity to kiss yeah. humanity yeah. to solve. We needed a divine and, and Does anybody human. fit the profile? Yeah. Elijah couldn't do it. Nobody. David couldn't yep. do it. Abraham couldn't do it. Yep. Noah couldn't do it. Yep. Adam couldn't do it. Human caused a divine problem, so we need a divine human to fix it. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. A human caused a divine problem, so we need a divine human to fix you the problem. You better say that, yeah, bro. That's, that's the gospel true. right there, cuz. That's true, bro. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Next what, clip. What, what did we say that people actually liked? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good at God. Oh, yeah. So the good at God clip, we, it, it? Was just, it was just a small clip. Here it is. Somebody asked me the other day, it was a parent, they were talking about, you know, you being in the Christian music industry and you got all these Christian artists who are just punning the faith. And then they're also like celebrating it on their Instagram. Like, I'm free now of the chains of this Jesus. Wow. Mind you, his whole thing was freedom. And they said, what do we do with their music? How do we protect our people from folks that are making music about Jesus? And then somehow, then they end up walking away from Jesus. And mm -hmm. I'm like, let me give you just two quick answers. First of all, a lot of people that are rapping and singing about Jesus and ain't living for him. And you need to be aware of that right, right now. Yeah. Go ahead and make that make sense in your theology. Uh -huh. Thinking about a psychologist that said he spoke to a pastor one time and he said, I actually do not believe in God. I'm just good at him. Yeah. How many of us? That's what he said. Need to hear that. I yeah. need to hear that, bro. Yeah. So listen... I, I think that, uh, first of all, that is very scary that that can be a reality. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things that me and KB were talking about this this uh, uh, over the past few months is uh, narcissism within the church, yes. right? Um, Chuck DeGroat wrote a good book called Nar When Narcissism Comes to the Church. I recommend that everybody read it. Yes. And let me just, and I want you to finish your point, but let me just say this. If I had my own church... I would make it a necessary text for everybody in my eldership team. To read that book. You have to read yes. that book. You cannot pass here unless you read that book. Absolutely. Yes. One of the things that Chuck DeGroat point, pointed out in that book, it's funny because the psychologist that I heard from that said he was talking to a clergyman that said, I don't believe God, I'm just good at him, was actually talking about it in the context of psychopaths and sociopaths. Mm. Um, and Chuck DeGroat, talked about, even though psychopathy is, it could be a, a bit different, but in his book, when he's talking about narcissism, he says that some of the very things that make us believe that someone would be a good pastor mm -hmm. are some of the same characteristics that a narcissist has. Yeesh. Right? Yes. Bold. Mm -hmm. An extreme amount of confidence. Yes. An extreme amount of grit. Yes. Charisma. Yes. Right? Uh, all of the things that we would look at and say, this is the guy. Yes. It's also some of the same tendencies that a narcissist would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. He also talked about that the pastorate is one of the perfect places for, the church is one of the perfect places for narcissism, Oof. narcissists, especially leaders and pastors, because he said, who else would like to get up before a group of people every week and speak on behalf of God? A narcissist would. <laughs> and so when we were talking, when, we, when, when oh. your guy said, I don't believe in God, I'm just good at him. What we were talking about is that there is a reality in which there are folks who are doing God as a business. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and we that is scary, mm -hmm. but we also have to, we also can think about that in the context of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Because there are times where we can, like Lecrae said on his own song, he said, uh, 
you could be chasing your own glory while, while doing the Lord's work or yes. by doing the Lord's yes, work. Yes, yes, yes. So you're doing the Lord's work and you're chasing your own glory. Yes. And that's one of the things, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep going. Come on, sir. But I'm thinking about as we, you know, we talk a lot about Christian hip hop on the podcast and we love Christian hip hop. And we and, and we were talking, me, me and the brothers one day were talking about how excited we are about this new era of Christian hip hop. Yeah. A lot of new Christian hip hop artists. Um, and they're just killing it, making great music. I yeah. mean, just doing, doing it. Yes. Um, but I remember one of our brothers, our brothers Marco, shout out to Marcos. He said, Look, man, Christians now, like they're making great music. We got a lot of new, there was like a time in Christian hip hop where it felt like there was like a dearth. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. KB was still killing it, stuff like that. But we were like, man, who, what is going to happen with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And then there was like this resurgence of just great art. Yes. Uh, and I remember our brother Marco said, man, a lot of, we got a lot of, a lot of new young dudes that are making great music, but we just got to make sure they're actually Christians. Oh, what a point. And I was like, spot on. Yes. Because now we have Christian hip hop in this era where, as my sister, Awesome beloved sister Wande said on a panel that we were on together where you have Christian influencers that make a video about Christianity and overnight they get 100,000 yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah. Or they make a dope song and overnight the song goes viral. That's right. And we need to think about what does it mean for them to have true faith Yes. Over the platform. Yes, yes. Because the platform can make you feel like you got the faith. That's right. And the faith can make it look like, the platform can also make it look like you have the faith if you don't. That's right. So I think that for us, we always have to be examining ourselves yes. and thinking and, and, and asking ourselves, am I in this really for God or am I just good at doing these yeah, things yeah, for yeah. God and it's working? Yeah, it works. It works. Yes. And uh, you got to ask yourself if it doesn't work anymore, would I still be do? Would I still be living for Jesus? If your Christian hip hop career went down the drain tomorrow, would you still be living for Jesus, or would you say I'm gonna go try uh, uh, something else? Yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna start talking about craziness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it's not just in the context of Christian hip hop, but it can be in the context of our everyday life and leadership. But um, yeah, I mean, I That's think that powerful, those things bro. we got to talk about. I'll toss no, it to my brother, Kevin Elijah Smooth. No, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think it just implies the Christian influencers in general. And I'm not talking about folks with just platforms. Anybody that right. is using social media to try to influence people for Christ, I'm talking to you. Yep. Which means he's that, talking to us. Well, I'm talking to myself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what Chuck does so well in this book is, is in the opening pages, he helps us to understand that narcissism isn't just simply like a diagnosis. Nope. Like, mm -hmm. you have narcissism. Right, right. And then now that you have it, that's who you are. And yep, yep. we don't have to worry about the we don't have to consider the way that you act in relationship to the way that we act because we're not narcissists. You're a narcissist. But the fact of the matter is that we live in a narcissistic culture. Culture. The culture is narcissistic. Right. And we all are swimming in that culture. Yep. You are dripping in narcissism. Yep. Everything, all of the technology that we have in today's culture is aimed to center you. That's true. It's to help you be more you. Yep. To get more of what you need. Yep. And, and, and the algorithm exists for you. It's a driver of, of narcissism. Mm -hmm. The things that, that sort of drive narcissism are like where, where I can be king of my own world, captain of my own ship, only worry about my kind of situation, my struggles, my concerns. Right. I want everything laid out the way that I want it. I right. want my, my, my Starbucks coffee like this. I want my name on the cup. All of those things in and of themselves aren't bad, but you have to realize that they do open the door mm -hmm that fans the flame of the fallen nature that we have that is prone to be narcissistic. Woo. Let me just read a, a, um, yeah, go ahead. an excerpt that, uh, that, is, that is in this when narcissism comes to church uh, that was so convicting for me. Mm. Um, 
The pleasure that is in the heart when he does difficult things and succeeds in doing them well tells him secretly, I am a saint. At the same time, others seem to recognize him as different from themselves. This guy's, look at him in his ministry. Mm. I remember there was a, a celebrity pastor that, that fell. And I remember in his heyday, I would go from church to church to church and people wouldn't even mention the name of his church, just him. Ooh. I want to go to that guy's church. He was the brand. He was the brand. He was the he church. He was the bro. church, right? And they were talking about how they wanted to grow and lead. You could tell they were dressing like him, doing their doing their hair like all the him. other. They wanted to started, find a wife to look like his wife. Yep. All the other pastors started imitating his yes, dress bro. and his style. Yep. And I, I remember us talking about it before any of this we stuff yeah, coming a long out. Like, time. bro, it's something smells off here. And the way that that these young folks are running after this pathway, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it's almost it's a it's just a reiteration of what people did with Billy Graham. Yep. It's Remember just a different culture. People are like, man, I want to be Billy Graham. I, I want to be in front of, of arenas and stadiums. I, and yep. I want to be the guy on the yep. podium slamming and saying, yep. come to yep. Christ. Yep. But this one was like, I want to be cool like this yes, pastor. Yes. I want to be the cool guy, the cool yes. pastor. I want to still dress cool, have the cool hair, have the tattoos, yes. have the chiseled body, yes. and still be able to hang out with about, celebrities. Hang out with celebrities. Yes. Still be able to talk about Jesus yes. in a way that's cool and yes. fresh and yeah, and accept and accessible, like and everybody accepts it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I love that. Yep. Uh that, very well said. And I think it shows that we are the kind of people huh. that are embracing a personality over right. character or you really don't know anything about these people at all. Mm -hmm. No yeah. clue. But you want to be them. But you want to be them. Mm -hmm. What is that? Mm. Because we are a people that see... Uh, we, because we are the kind of people that are still here, we see them as different from us. We don't see them as us. We see them as this thing to aspire to in their platform. Right, right. Not in their service or their care, their love for their wife, their sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? The kindest, I, I, I appreciate. I've had brothers in my life who introduced me to Randy Alcorn. They were telling about who Randy Alcorn was, uh -huh. about how he was the kind of guy that was constantly sacrificing, giving away the, 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 the proceeds from his books and, and, and standing for what he believed, even if it cost him everything. Right. Those kinds of things that are substantive. Yeah. That don't go anywhere the kind of when stuff, we investigate right, you. Right, right. Ooh, right. You feel me? That's the kind of stuff we should aspire to. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, so, so uh, they admire him or perhaps avoid him. A sweet homage of, oh, a sweet homage of sinners. The pleasure burns into a devouring fire. The warmth of that fire feels very much like the love of God. He's talking about that pleasure you feel in, your, in yourself as people look at you and see you as different from them. They see you as above them. They see you as that guy. They see you as Timothy. That pleasure that you feel when you attempt to do difficult things and you succeed in them. When your godliness shines. This man just ruined his marriage. I would never ruin mine. Mm -hmm. This dude right here doesn't walk through the text line by line, but he's mm -hmm. preaching movies and, and, and topical sermons. We don't do that here. We exegete. Okay, the Holy Spirit's among us. Or it might be a sort of charismatic, a charismatic pride. Right. We believe in the gifts here. Right. I came to the church. I heard this word about Romans 1. I didn't hear nothing about the prophecy. I didn't hear nothing about, I didn't know one spoke in tongues. Nobody got healed. Okay. I didn't see nobody in the streets. I didn't see them in the hospitals. Mm. That feeling that you have that you is above. a pleasure. It's a pleasure. 
and he calls it a fire that feels like the love of God. It is fed by the same virtues, excuse me, it is fed by the same virtues that nourish the flame of charity. He burns with self-admiration and thinks it is the fire of the love of God. He thinks his own pride is the Holy Ghost. The sweet warmth of pleasure becomes the criterion of all his works. The relish he savors in acts that make him admirable in his own eyes drives him to fast, to pray, to hide in solitude or to write many books or to build churches and hospitals or to start a thousand organizations. And when he gets what he wants, he thinks his sense of satisfaction is the unction of the Holy Spirit. And the secret voice of pleasure sings in his heart, I am like no other man. Once he has started on this path, there is no limit to the evil his self-satisfaction may drive him to do in the name of God and of his love and for his glory. He is so pleased with himself that he can no longer tolerate the advice of another or the commands of a superior. When someone opposes his desires, he folds his hands humbly and seems to accept it for the time being. But in his heart, he is saying, I am being persecuted by a worldly man. They are incapable of understanding one who is led by the Spirit of God. With the saints, this is always a problem. Having become a martyr, he is 10 times as stubborn as before. It is a terrible thing when such a one gets the idea he is a prophet or a messenger of God or a man with a mission to reform the world. He is capable of destroying religion and making the name of God odious to men. Bruh. Fam, I felt so challenged. I'm speechless. I, I felt so challenged by that, bro. Because in that, he also lays out the kind of character traits of one who is being, who is sipping from the narcissist, right. you know, tea right. a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. One who can't be given advice. One who is always making every interaction that involves a disagreement a matter of eternity. And that you are lost. That's why you don't have the spirit of God. You are carnal. You are ungodly that that, in some cases, may be appropriate. Of course it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Pastors have to be able to recognize that. Right. But if it becomes the pattern of your existence, mm-hmm. where you are the voice, the messenger, the judge, the jury, and the executioner of the, revolution, the revelation of God, right. and everyone around you is carnal, small-minded men and women, you cannot be led You cannot be critiqued. You cannot be disagreed with. You cannot find yourself in a place where we can mark you by humility. And he's saying, look out for that kind of leadership. Where else is it better, excuse me, easier to display that kind of behavior and to grow in it and to have it calcified Mm -hmm. than in the leadership at churches, bro? Yep. Where there's typically one guy who is more spiritual than all of us, who is more gifted than all of us, that is more knowledgeable than all of us, and we simply become cheerleaders for him. And the, the, the measure, or her, the measure of your commitment, the measure of your godliness, the measure of all, right. really is your ability to comply. Yeah. And, and there's some truth in submitting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the, this is what makes it so tricky right. because there is a lot. We need to be led by good, godly men. Absolutely. We, we, we need to be led by good, godly women. Right. I, I, I'm not 
at all saying that if you are a leader of any kind, that you you should not lead. Right. But you should always follow whatever people what, what people are feeling or thinking or, right, or right. concerned about. You can't lead. You can't lead. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, is that it's still a breeding ground, though, because of the way things are set up. And most churches are ran like C, like like Fortune right. 500 com- companies. Right, right. There's a guy at the top, and everyone, you know, is there to answer his biddings right. as he receives the revelation from God and gives it to us. Yeah. So it's it's uh, I think it's just a a powerful thing for us to think about how even those who actually love God can get good at doing God to support their own pride, not because they actually are enthralled with the beauty and the wonder of this being, of this savior, uh, of this redemption plan, of this mission. Right. I see it in my own life. You know, when you find yourself only going deep in scripture, when you have to preach, when you have to do a Bible study. Talk about that. You're not savoring the sweetness of his presence for the sweetness of his presence, but so you can have a lot of God on you when you stand in front of people yeah, and feel stepping good. Stepping on some toes now, brother. Uh, bro, stepping on myself. my toes. Stepping uh, on hey, my man, toes my, now, brother. I got, I got Watch bunions out now. popping, bro. Yeah. Last thing. Uh-huh. He, I'm going to read his last excerpt and then we'll move to the, to the, to the next one. Um, the beloved priest uh, psychologist Henry Nguyen uh, wasn't trying to define narcissism, but he might as well have been when he wrote this. He said, the long painful history of the church is the history of people ever and again tempted to choose power over love, control over the cross, being a leader over being led. Those who resisted this temptation to the end and thereby give us hope are the true saints. One thing is clear to me. The temptation of power is greatest when intimacy is a threat. Much Christian leadership is exercised by people who do not know how to develop healthy, intimate relationships and have opted for power and control instead. Many Christian empire builders have been people unable to give and receive love. He also says in this same chapter how narcissism basically is it finds fertile ground. Like it thrives. It moves Mm -hmm. in people who reject transparency, people who can't be vulnerable, people that don't know what it means to be intimate in relationships, people who cannot acknowledge their brokenness, that narcissism loves to feed on that. Uh. And it turns people into folks that would rather choose control over the cross. Bam. That getting good at God thing, we probably need to do a whole series on that yeah, next, that's true. That's in, true. In, in the next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's important. I think it's important for us to watch ourselves. As Paul says to Timothy, watch your lives and your doctrine. And that is one of the ways that I want to watch myself because I know I'm susceptible to it. And I know it's in me, bro. Right, 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 right. I have to watch myself, bro. Because as I said earlier, you are swimming in a culture that prizes narcissism, celebrates narcissism, prefers narcissism. Don't think that you aren't dripping Mm -hmm. with its effect. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. Uh, With that, we can get into another clip, uh, a a controversial one. Uh Uh-oh. And this is a clip that is called Get Your Own Field. And this oh, is when I was oh, making yes. the point. That's so, when you were being a Marxist liberal yes, Democrat. Right, I was being a Democrat <laughs> and trying to say that capitalism is evil, it should go to hell, and that That's we right. should only embrace socialism, and then we should uh, put socialism to bed and then wake up his bigger brother, communism, and then marry that. <laughs> That's what I was saying, according to some folks. So uh, let's play the clip. 
Literally, God is telling the children of Israel, hey, when you guys are gleaning your fields, leave some stuff on the edges yes. for the widow and the orphan. Yes, brother. It's a yes. command. Yes, yes. Again, like I've always said, man, uh, American capitalism, cats would have looked back at Yahweh and said, but this is not their field. That's right. Can't they go get their own field? <laughs> isn't this going to, is it, yes. why are they being lazy? Why do I have to give them stuff out of what I have actually went out here and sowed right, right, right. and then reaped? My, my, my oxen has done this. Yes. And now they get to just benefit. Aren't I enabled? Them from, it didn't seem like God was worried about that. He didn't care about that at all. He what was he cared say, about was your holiness yes, and how you reflected treating him. Treating people and how you reflect. How like, do you look like God, not how you first yes. build the most wealth and possible? And is God also not providing for the vulnerable? Ooh. And if he is, that means that you should be providing for the vulnerable. God is commanding this to the children of Israel. And guess what? If they did not do it, they would be being what? Disobedient. They were being disobedient, bro. It was an issue of spirituality. How they treated people was a spiritual and issue. And if you try to take that into now, folks will be like, God, that sounds like welfare. Yeah. Wow. That's what they'll say. Wow, wow, wow. That wow, sounds wow. like welfare. Yeah. We're paying for their stuff. Yes. And I think that God would say, it is welfare. <laughs> the welfare for the vulnerable. <laughs> because the vulnerable should be taken care of. So... People Ooh. were very mad. There were some folks that were mad at this that one, bro. That sounds like welf welfare ideology to me. So, listen. <laughs> there's a few reasons why I think that there are some people that are that, that were mad at this. And I think there are reasons that are legitimate and there are reasons that are not. Sure. Number one, we as Christians in America, especially evangelical Christians, have been given... A Christianity yeah. that is a package deal Christianity. And yeah. I, we've talked about this a lot before in our past episodes. Yes. A lot of that, a lot of what comes in that package are certain sociological and political beliefs. Yes. Right? Now, with those sociological and political beliefs that come in that package, we adopt a lot of conservative, I'm talking about politically conservative or Republican-esque principles. Sure that we don't understand has come in that package. Sure, sure. Right? Yes. And so, amongst some of those principles and characteristics is the disdain for welfare. Yes. Or what some will call the welfare state. Yes, yes, or yes. Or the great society. Stuff, so the, the social programs that were Lyndon started B. under Lyndon Johnson. B. Johnson, they might as well call them Lyndon B. Satan. <laughs> as some, as, as, as the way that some he folks talk Satan. about it. Right, right. And so you have a group of Christians that believe that anytime we are talking about welfare, we should not talk about it at all except in the context of getting rid of it because it doesn't do anything but enable people to mooch off the government mm. and then take the, the uh, hardworking, taxpaying dollars of responsible, hardworking citizens and give them to people that just want to sit at home, yes. have a bunch of kids, uh -huh. and get all their bills paid by doing absolutely nothing. Yes. And even intentionally doing nothing so that their bills can be paid and they can live on Section 8 or whatever. Number one, before I even talk about that, there is a historical argument for this that is very racially based. Sure. Usually when people are talking about you this, they're talking about black people. <laughs> And they're usually talking about black women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thinking that black women are having a bunch of kids so they can just sit at home and mooch off the government. Yeah. Or that black women are having a bunch of kids and intentionally getting the daddy out of the home so daddy government can take care of sure. them. I am here to submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that if you are using that argument, I would have you examine what you are doing as one who claims the name of Christ. Uh -huh. Because that kind of argument is a historical trope that has been used to basically uh, pathologize the idea of black people being lazy 
lazy yeah. and just wanting to depend upon the government for welfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do understand that there are folks that are concerned about those who would take advantage of a welfare Absolutely. system. Absolutely. That is a valid and godly concern. Yes. I think God is even concerned about people taking advantage of other people because they just want to be lazy. Yes. I, in that clip, and I think that God also would say, as we see in the scriptures, because in the book of Proverbs, not only does it talk about the way that we should help the vulnerable and the poor, but it also talks about hard work uh, and the lack of hard work making you poor if you don't work hard. That's right. So let's so let's let's look at it like this: the scripture talks about two things when it comes to these kind of things. Yes, you can work hard and have what you need. Um, or you can be lazy and be poor. Yes. But the scripture also says that there are poor people that are vulnerable that we should take care of. Yes. There are a few ways that the Bible talks about poverty. Yes. It says that poverty can happen, number one, by you being lazy. Yes. Number two, poverty can happen by uh, oppression. Yes. And number three, poverty can happen by things that are beyond your control. Extreme misfortune. Like a famine. Yes. Misfortune. Yes. Your health going down the drain. Something unexpected that makes you impoverished. Yes. When usually folks are talking about this politically, they only believe the poor are poor because they're lazy. And Christians have adopted that same kind of, there are Christians in America that have adopted that same idea. Yes. That the only reason that people are on welfare and are poor is because they refuse to work hard. Yes. And I would say the Bible actually says there's other reasons that people yes. can be poor. And Generous Justice, Tim Keller's book, yes. says, uh, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. that the first two ways that you talked about, well, the two ways that did not, excuse me, the, the, the latter two ways that you talked about, right. the two ways that did not involve laziness, that those are the main ways in which the scripture deals with poverty. That's exactly not right. From the laziness That's angle. That's exactly right. Yeah. So when you see the scriptures addressing poverty, yes. and when we are talking about, uh, the, when the scripture is telling us that we should be doing things for the poor, it's usually talking about the poor who are poor and vulnerable because of oppression or situations that are beyond their control. Yes. Not the poor that are just deciding that I don't want to get up and go to work today. Yes. And now because as Proverbs says, they, are, they, 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 they want, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. want, yes. right? Um, that's not, usually the scripture is talking about us taking care of the vulnerable. So when I was talking about that passage in Leviticus, I believe, that is talking, that God is telling the children of Israel that when you glean your fields, you need to not glean every single head of grain, <laughs> right, yes. out of this mug, but leave some on the outskirts for the widow and the orphan. God is putting together a social program. I'm Y'all, you all can say it however you want to say it. God is establishing the children of Israel. And he's saying, I am telling you all what I want uh, 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 a society that you are, are, all are living in to be like. Yes, yes, yes. Because right now, I am your king. Yes, yes, I yes. am the president yeah. of the United States of Israel. Theocracy. And, and this is a theocracy. Yeah. And in my theocracy, I want you, when you go out there to that field that you have worked hard on all year, and you have been planting and, and tilling and cultivating, and finally you get a, a, a harvest, you cannot take everything from it. You must leave some for the poor. Because I am creating a type of social program mm. where the vulnerable vulnerable have what they need Yeesh. and they have what they need because you are providing Yeesh. right so i said in the video 
We need to understand, how do we appropriate that kind of understanding to where we are right now? Yes, yes, yes. Some people will say, well, you give to the poor. Like, you give to certain organizations. You can, I would say, absolutely. Yes. But I would say that there is already, we already, you know, another way that we can support that? By supporting social programs that we already have in place that does that very thing. Yes, yes, yes. And that does not mean, people will say, well, what do you mean? People take advantage of welfare all the time. Listen. The data shows that the majority of people that are on welfare in the United States get on and get off. Yes, yes, That's yes. The data. That's the data. The data shows that the majority of people that are on welfare have jobs. They're not like also. Wel- welfare pride artists, right? Or you know, like the, the, man, they wearing the shirt that says welfare across the top. Exactly. They had with a big W on the, there. Yeah, exactly. For Wiccan welfare, right? Yeah. The, the 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 data shows that the majority of people that get on welfare have jobs, and the majority of people get on welfare for a short amount of time and they get off. Yeah. That's the data. Yeah. The data also shows that a lot of the social programs that we have in general. You know who's on a lot of those? My white brother, my white neighbor. Yeah, 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 Not for actual sure. black poor yeah, people living in the hood that just wanna that just wanna have twelve babies and live yeah, off yeah, the yeah. If, if, if if that's what you think that is happening, you are giving into a racist trope about black people. Yeah, yeah for right? sure, for sure. Um, and th- that is a reality, but that is not the most of folks that are on welfare. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood that had, and I had friends on Section Eight. Yes. I know for a fact that their parents were not just sitting in the house, yes, collecting a check from the government. Yes, most of the time, their mom was taking two, three, four, five yeah, buses yeah, yeah. to get to her two, three jobs, and yeah. it still wasn't enough. Yes, yes, yes. That's what she was yes, doing, yes. right? Yes, a uh, hard working harder than you are, you're forty hours a week. Yes, 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 and still not having enough to cover the bills. Yes, so that welfare program helped that. Yes, right. Yeah, I've had family members that were on that. They yeah. got on, got off, yes. right? Yes, And so uh, that's the case. But what I am saying, though, it, a lot of people also said, well, this sounds like you are critiquing capitalism. Because what I said is, if we, a lot of folks that are loyal to capitalism would read that and say, God, that sounds like welfare. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds like you want me to just give these poor, good-for-nothing, lazy people money Yes, because they don't work hard. Why yes. don't they go and get their own field? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I got mine. Why don't they get theirs? You get yours. I get up and work for mine. They need to get up and work for theirs. <laughs> right? But the reason that I, I, I say that when I talk about capitalism is because capitalism that a capitalism that is not redemptive and a capitalism that is laissez-faire, and what we mean by laissez-faire capitalism is a capitalism that is left to its own devices that doesn't have guardrails put around it. Yeah. That kind of capitalism is a capitalism that says, my wealth belongs to me and me only. And this is the thing. There are a, there are a lot of us Christians, including myself at times, that have adopted that mindset. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I have worked hard for this money. This money is mine to decide to do whatever I want to do with That's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want the government giving it to people that need it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And some that may not need it. Yes, yes, yes. And so I, I, if it's up to me, I, I get to decide what I do with my money. And yes. what I am saying to that is that capitalism tells you your money is yours and only yours, and you get to decide what you do with it. But Jesus says, or, or we, and I can make even more specifically saying Yahweh says what yeah. we see is He's saying no. I get to decide what you yes, do with your money. It's my money. It's my money. Yes. I gave you the job. Yeah. I gave you the ability to, as it says in the Bible, produce wealth. Yes. You did not give that to yourself. I can snatch it all away from you tomorrow. You want to talk about how hard you work? Do you know that tomorrow you can wake up with some kind of condition where you can't work anymore at all? At all. And you can lose everything? Yes. Don't get it twisted. I am giving you the power to get this cake. Yes, it is. So the cake the is also mine. <laughs> So if I'm giving you the power to get this cake, I get to tell you what you do with the cake. Yes, yes, yes. And what I'm telling you is that the the principle that God has established is that we should not 
only look out for ourselves, yes. but we should take our money yes. and look out for the vulnerable. Yes, yes, and yes. And I think that if there are, this is me personally, I mean sure. Hudson saying sure, this, sure. if there are social programs that are already set up in your nation, yes. that actually does take care of yes, the vulnerable, yes, yes, yes. why would you be against it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, there's nothing wrong with you coming and saying we need reform. Yes, because there's nothing wrong with you saying, hey, yeah. we want to just make sure that this social program is running the way that it should run. Yes. So we're, we, we want to make sure that the people that need the money are getting it, that the people that are not needing are not the, are scammed, the scammers get yes, punished. Yes. You know, or the scammers. The welfare get, program is also falling. The welfare it, it needs redemption. Yes, the welfare just like everything else. Just like everything yes. else. So what what happens is that folks say, well, because the fallenness of the welfare program is showing, people are scamming it. We need to get rid of it altogether. Yes. And I'm like, well, what? First of all, as a Christian, do you do that with everything that's happening in the society? You don't. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't say the church has fallen, so we need to get rid of it altogether. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You don't say. I don't know, sports is falling, so we need to get rid of There's all the corruption. You don't say yeah. government is falling, so we need to, all the political parties are falling, so there should be no political party. Yeah. That's not what, you don't say, uh, you know what, all of the uh, economic philosophies, capitalism, socialism, communism, all of it is falling imperfect, so let's just get rid of all of it. You don't say, but for some reason, you do that with welfare, and that's because your idea of welfare is usually being governed more so by the socio by the by the sociological and political philosophy that you have uh inherited and yeah. not by the biblical ethics of the scripture. That's right. Amen. Because if it was, you can say no. We can try to put, we need to bring reform and guardrail around the, the ways that people are taking advantage of it. Yes. But to say that it shouldn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. To say that we should not have a program that gives people the ability to go and buy food when they need food. Yes, or, or, or make or have milk shelter, more affordable or, for their baby that we yes. want them to keep because we're pro-life. We are the same people that saying that these that people should have the that that people should have the baby even if they're poor and impoverished. They should not abort the baby. But the very program that they're using to feed the baby, we want to get rid of. Ah, it gets tricky, man. So now, so now I want to get rid of this lady being able to go to the store and use WIC. Yeah. To buy formula? Yeah, yeah. When I wanted her to have the baby in the first place, yeah, yeah. even if she really couldn't afford it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So what I am saying is that we need to have a different view of what it looks like to have social programs yes. that help the vulnerable while also not saying all I got to do is depend on the social programs yes. that help the vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's other things that I also need to be doing to help the vulnerable as well. Yes. But what I was trying to get at is that we should not be so recalcitrant. Yes towards the social programs yeah. that we have because they were set up by liberals. Yeah, 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 yeah for And sure. your political philosophy and your political tribalism hates everything that liberals touch. Yes, yes. Therefore, the very program that they set up that's robbing people or making or, or allowing people to get scammed or keeping black people down or not just black people but people in general, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, enabling them. Yes. We should get rid of it. Yes. That is not the... Number one... It's not the case. Yes, yes. Yes, there are going to be some people that are enabled, but that doesn't mean we destroy the whole program. That's right, that's Just right. Just like there are people that are enabled by the church. Yes. You think there are people that are not coming to the church that are being enabled? Yeah, 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 for sure. People that you are helping? Yes, yes. Come on. That's right. What we do with those Paying who are- Paying bills. Right. Yes, canceling what, debts. What we do with those who are jail. being enabled yeah. is that we address the enablement, but yeah. we don't get rid of the whole- hand that is helping. That's right, that's right. And we bring so, redemption to it, we bring not redemption destruction. To it. We bring redemption to it and not destruction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of believers that I know that was that would say, we don't redeem it, we destroy it. Yeah. Because it's irredeemable. Yeah. And, usually, and, the, and the only reason that you believe that it's irredeemable a lot of the times is because that mindset is being fed by your soci 
sociological and political philosophy mm. that's been given to you by Republican, conservative-esque, whatever you may sure, call it, sure. and I am conservative, yes. but it's been given to you so everything that the liberals have constructed and erected, it's sure. evil and yeah. it must be torn down. That's right. And that means all of the social programs yeah, should be yeah, torn yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I... Um, and bro, can I just say ahead. this too, Mainzy? I yeah. think uh, one of the things that I mean and I... We 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 kind of leaned into this year of wanting to uh, be ca- not careful, but right. to to lean into what the Bible was saying to all people. We went through a a series, I mean, at least a year, where we were having to wed, uh, weigh our, our our way through the racialized waters right. of the culture. We 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 had to talk about it, but I think that there was something really profound about what you're saying about the racial undertone of mm-hmm. this conversation. Right. That somehow a lot of these programs that allow people, whether it's even stuff that we, we that we saw happening with the GI Bill, where, right. where folks were able to get homes or or where there were all these governments, especially if you served in the military, uh-huh. to this day, there are all these these uh these programs. My father in law is a great benefactor of it, uh, that 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 are absolutely a kind mm-hmm. of welfare that are absolutely a kind of welfare for soldiers. Right. Um, when we feel like they deserve it, then they can do it. Then they can get it. I don't have a problem with it because you deserve it. You earned it. You have to earn my 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 support of you. But the fact that you are hurting and outside of stability is not enough to deserve my money. Mm. And, and what the Bible would say to you is, it, they're an image bearer hurting. That's why they actually do deserve your money. Right. It's not just charity. Yes. It's not it's just not simply just doing charity. something nice. If you stand before God as someone who only helped people who you thought deserved it, you may stand before God in trouble. You right. Because you know what? God gave you something that you did not deserve, which is salvation. Yes. It wasn't charity. And one of it the ways was love. That you, one of the ways in which you demonstrate you understand that is by actually helping people who can't help themselves. And that's not to, it's not a, and I love, I mean, you did an excellent job at breaking that down, bro. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, it, it's powerful. You point out the tropes. and right. Many of these social programs, they only hurt one group of people. Just poor black people, but no poor anybody else. Not right. poor Latins, not 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 poor Whites. Caucasians, not, yep. not 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 poor Chinese, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. American Chinese, American Latino, uh, uh, Hispanics, American uh, yep. Indian. It's only this one community. Mm-hmm. When you think about the welfare, think about the welfare queen, the yep. welfare, welfare queen, queen, or welfare babies. If you could write, if you could draw a picture of that in your brain, yep. Black or white, if you're a black person or white, or you draw a picture of who that who the profile of that person is. Right. Who does it look like? Right. And what I'm saying, I think it's important for us to say that because we're not even giving ourselves to actually dis- wade through the the complexities of a particular thing. Right. Because we're rejecting it wholesale because we don't like. It, it's, it's rubbing against that thing in us that wants to hold on, mm-hmm. and we are saying that as capitalists. Yes. We are capitalists, Listen, ladies and gentlemen. There are I, I biblical, the, the biblical principles for... I don't think that, that capitalism is a, a, a biblical theology. Right. But I'm saying that there are lots of biblical intersections with the social theory of capitalism. Right. And I embrace it. We're, we are literally in a warehouse right now mm-hmm. that is the result of capitalism. Capitalism is a good way to get off of welfare. It, 
It's it's almost it really the is. only way. It's the only way. Right. <laughs> I, that's why we don't we're not against it. And because most people don't stay on welfare, capitalism <laughs> has been a good handout. Right. The, the handout that, that that then pulls you up. Yes. Has been the pursuit of a capitalistic culture. Right. Don't get me wrong, but like everything, there needs to be a redemptive helmet, a redemptive guardrail, yes. and we need to call things that are off that do need reform. Yep. The government is really good at at mismanaging money. Absolutely. No one's gonna argue with you on that. That's why I will support yeah. you in that in that in that right. uh, in that endeavor. Right. And the, How, yep. However, yep. if the government or let's just say the government, if we had just a city council, which is a local government, uh -huh. or some kind of even the word government. <laughs> Deal with the word in the lowercase g, right. okay? A group of people that are deciding what we should do with our resources, and right. there's an exchange. Right. You give us these resources, we give you highways. Right. You give us these resources, we give you firefighters. You give us these resources, we give you... Um, grants um, for college. Grants for college. Or grants for a business. We give, we, we give you... Um, Trump had actually a really dope program for opportunity zones he, he to help did. development in, in, in urban, urban areas. He did, he did. So the, the, we, there's an exchange, right? There's supposed to be an exchange. You can feel like, man, I don't feel like I'm getting a bang for my buck. I can respect you for that. I feel like that often, okay? Right, right, right. Uh, listen, the IRS, <laughs> God bless y'all. I have nothing bad to say about you publicly, okay? Anyways, uh, I understand that, that, that feel. But if the government is also saying, or any kind of ruling body, whether it's el even if you go to a church, elders at a church yeah. that are saying, what we want to do as a ruling body is also give you an opportunity to support people who can't support themselves. There's something in us that would say, I like the highways, I like the firefighters, I like the police officers, I like the libraries, uh, I like the grants, I like the land, I, I, I like the, uh, the, the vaccine development, at least for some folks. Uh, I like those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But don't give me that. I'll do that myself. And there's also a lot of, don't give, don't give me helping people who can't help themselves. But what we find is that in a society where there is not a, a safety net for the vulnerable. If human beings are left to their own devices, we will not be a safety if net for the vulnerable. If we become laissez-faire, if yep. we have a laissez-faire community, yep. all right, human nature yep. is not leading mm -hmm. us to do it on our own. Yep. If it did, God would not have had to tell the children of Israel that they needed to create it. That's exactly my point. What, what I also said on this before yeah. is that the very reason that God told them that they need to do it yes. is because he knew that they wouldn't do it. Yes, bro. And as somebody said in the comment section, which I thought was good, the person was saying, man, this is what the church is for. The church should be doing this. And I say, amen, Absolutely. hallelujah. You know why the government had to step in and do it? Because we were not doing it. If we had, if the church already had a welfare program set up that was catching everybody, yes. the government wouldn't have to step in with yes, it. Yes, but yes. because we did it, they did. Yes, yes. And I don't think that it's the time for us to say we need to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. it, because from what from where I'm standing, I'm still battling people in the church to actually be able to yeah. give to the vulnerable. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so well I, I I think that we have to watch that. We have to watch the genetic fallacies, which means that you are against something not necessarily because of the content. It, but because it's origin mm. So because this happened With the liberals It started with the liberals It's all bad yeah. So we have a whole bunch Of genetic fallacies Going on out there But I think also We have to ask ourselves A question of Do I care about the vulnerable yeah, yeah, And yeah. most people will be, Oh yeah I care about yeah. the vulnerable Yeah for, of course I want the like vulnerable To be able to eat are you, are you feeding them? 
The majority of the majority of y'all give me this argument. When is the last it's time you've given uh, families meals? Awesome. Let's not give our let's let's, let's just stop paying taxes yeah, altogether. Even though Jesus it. said we should. we should. Let's just stop. I'm gonna give my money to you because I know you definitely have. I, you definitely have some kind have of program where we can actually make sure that the vulnerable have what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get rid of welfare. What do you have? Let, yeah. We're gonna let you take the floor. <laughs> what should we do with this? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that it's easy to say that as a political argument because the the system is in place. You don't have to get dirt under your fingernails. Either way, I was saying that I the whole idea that I was getting get bringing across was God's heart for the vulnerable. Yes, yes, yes. Was yes, yes. shown in yes. establishing yes. that type of social program. Absolutely. And if we have the same heart for the vulnerable as God, yes, we should not be necessarily so vehemently against social programs that can help the vulnerable. Yeah, brother. It's okay if you want to say, man, we want to get this thing to a place where we don't need these social programs I anymore. That. I would love that to support I, welfare. Yes. I would love if, that. If you're like, I want to get to a place where we don't need these social programs anymore because we have something better in yeah. place. I'm like, yes. Let's do that. But until then, yes. they need to be helped. Yes. Because hey, we, like we said, listen, black conscious conservatives on this show. We are black con- capitalists. All day. I am I all for getting the government small, out of our yeah, stuff, let's bro. Let's get government out. I, I love that T-shirt. Please. God bless you. I want my cousin Ricky to be able to start his food truck without having to go through 8,000 p- parts of red tape. Yes. 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 You feel what I'm saying? I want my, my brother to be able to start a, a, a mobile barbershop in, in, yes. in a truck without having to go through, without having to jump through a million hoops. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We are- and pay a million fees absolutely. and random taxes. And when you're from the hood and you see that there's so much ingenuity there, yes, yes I would like to remove absolutely. a a lot of red tape. Smaller government. Praise yes. God. Yes. Yeah. But I, what I am saying is that in the meantime, <laughs> yes. we need, these people need to be helped and then we can do both and we can support a program that helps them and then put guardrails about around mismanagement. That's right. That's right. We, that's right. You, you should, that's a smart thing to do. If your tax dollars are going towards it, you are being a good steward to say, what is the government doing with my money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to make sure the government is making, is doing, is spending my money efficiently. That's good. I mean. That's good. Yeesh. You know what I'm saying? And so, but it's the idea that we we have to be all or nothing. You can do both and. Yeah. And then at the same time, if you are trying to establish something better than the welfare state, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we don't need it anymore because we have something that is better and more efficient. Come on. Yes. Come on. Who? What Christian would not love that? Yeah, bro. I would love that, but yeah. we don't have it, which means that we need to work with what we have so that my neighbors that need what they need yeah. can still get it. Yeah. And then we can at the same time, make sure that the money is being managed efficiently. Absolutely. And when it's not, we call it out and vote for people that are going to do the right thing. That's right. That's right. So that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. that, that, that's, that's what, that's, ladies that's and what gen- it is. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Amin Hudson. Oh, my God. Okay? Let's give him a round of applause. Let's go ahead and give him a round of applause. <laughs> give him a round of applause. Brothers yeah. and sisters, we love y'all so yes, much. we do. Uh, I'm going to say this last thing, and, and we're going to get out y'all here. Um, we are super excited about the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are so many things we want to do in this season that we didn't get to, right. particularly with having more guests. Uh, also introducing uh, other kinds of content. Right. Um, these are things that we are, by God's grace, we are planning and we are raising the resources for now. So, right. and, uh, and, and and y'all help. Y'all so help, if, yeah. If, if, shout if, out to the Patreon. Shout out to the patrons. Please yeah. make sure you join the Southside Rabbi Patreon. Also. 
please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to this on like Apple Podcast or whatever, wherever, especially Apple, leave comments, yeah. leave ratings. All of that stuff helps yes. us yeah. be able to continue to get the resources to produce these things. Yes. Um, so please leave your comment on, yes. on, on there. Leave your comments on YouTube. Give us the thumbs up. Give us the five stars or however many stars yeah, yeah. that you How want many to you give think us we deserve? on all of those, on yeah. wherever you are listening or watching Southside Rabbi and yeah. consider joining the Patreon. Yes, yes. Um, because all of that, all of those things, it, it helps us get the resources that we absolutely. need to continue to pour into folks and, absolutely. and, um, and yeah, encourage absolutely. you all. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're looking forward in, in, with the, uh, uh, essentially it's like a relaunch of our platform uh-huh. um, with the with the new website, um, you know, devotionals, newsletters, also other ministry resources. Right. Um, we are we are looking to expand what we do into a network, bringing other voices uh, in into the fold as well. Uh, and we are going to ask, I'm just going to just give you a, a heads up. Yeah. We're going to ask our 30,000 plus listening base um, to be generous with us. Yeah. We're going to give you an opportunity to give to what we do. We are a nonprofit ministry uh, that we are, we, 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 we're able to do what we do based off of your generosity. Amen. And we would hope by God's grace that you would see this as a positive good for the world, uh, a, a, a pivotal uh, piece of discipleship. Uh, and partner with us in our effort that the whole world would know that Jesus is King. Amen. Uh, this has been Southside Rabbi. I'm Katie, the second letter. I mean the dream. We love y'all. Yeah, Peace. I'm not trying to be in with the who's who of Christian influencers. I have been around a lot of them, though. And and, and I got a hand, there's a handful of them. And typically, the folks that you see me rocking with, I feel convinced that they're the real deal. Mm-hmm. But there's enough that aren't, bro, that we don't care that they aren't. Ooh. We don't care. As long as they're giving us what we want. They give us what we want. We want great music. They're giving us great uh, music or hip-hop music, worship music, yes. whatever it is. It doesn't yes. matter if they're not really living it out. There's a dude in my mind right now that has cheated on his wife so many times publicly. Fam, mm-hmm. this stuff, that there's, there's leaks of this stuff, bro. Yeah. And it will not stop a large swath of people from saying, maybe we should stop this brother and get him help. I'm not saying that we should, 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 should yeah, like throw him, throw, like bury him. Right, right. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's another problem that, that where we bury our wounded. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying there shouldn't be grace, there shouldn't be mercy, there shouldn't be patience, there shouldn't be long-suffering. Right. I'm not saying any of that. Love is into all of that. Mm-hmm. But do we, off, do we consider that the way that this young man or young woman makes us feel gets in the way of holding them accountable. That's what we do with celebrities. They are obviously showing themselves to be wildly unhealthy, emotionally unstable, and on the fringe of something horrific. Mm -hmm. But the music is great.